Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. It's Danish philosopher and theologian Soren Kierkegaard. I thought of this understood backwards, lived forwards conundrum as I drove to church last Sunday morning and heard NPR's Jenny Martin interview author Jenny Erpenbeck. Her new novel, The End of Days, is the story of the birth of a baby girl in Eastern Europe before World War I. The baby dies. But she asks, what if she hadn't? Four different imagined stories of the child's life play out. In each, she has the chance to grow into a woman. In each, she faces death. Jenny Erpenbeck is haunted by the idea that there are lives not lived because of the turn, turn, turn of events. Echoing Kate Atkinson's Life After Life and Mark Twain's The Mysterious Stranger, the end of days keeps turning the kaleidoscope, and with each turn asks the question, what if? Reading, we are compelled inward. What if we'd made a different choice? What if we'd said yes? What if we'd said no? Or what if X hadn't happened, considering the endless trajectories of possibility, how would our lives be different? I turned off the radio, feeling irritated. What if is not the right question? What if is not a helpful framework on which to construct a life of spiritual depth and meaning? The question is not, what if, but what now? This is American poet Robert Frost's The Road Not Taken. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both and be one traveler. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other as just as fair and having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that, the passing there had worn them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay in leaves, no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back.
I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Wouldn't it be amazing if every time we were about to do something regretful, the heavens opened and the theme song for Jaws started playing? You know it, right? It's those driving two notes, alternating ominously over and over. When composer John Williams tried it out on Steven Spielberg, just two notes on a piano, Spielberg thought he was kidding. But it's ranked as the American Film Institute's sixth greatest score, a classic piece of suspense music, synonymous with approaching danger. Williams described the theme as grinding away at you just as a shark would do, instinctual, relentless, unstoppable. Do we need to do it? Ready? Dun, 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 dun. That was really good, thank you. <laughs> so that doesn't happen. There is no scary music queued up to warn us to take the road not taken. And unless we're planning to circle back and take it, it's a terrible waste of precious time to dwell on the road not taken. Hindsight is show-stopping if it's only employed as a weapon of would have, could have, should have. Hindsight is only useful as it informs foresight. It is too late for the past to have been different. And given that we find ourselves here and now in this life that Zorba the Greek called the full catastrophe, can we mine the spiritual reserve, find the courage to ask, not what if, but what now? What now? Pulitzer Prize winning poet Sharon Olds famously declined Laura Bush's invitation to the Nas National Book Festival in Washington, DC. This is from her shattering poem, I go back to May 1937. I see them standing at the formal gates of their colleges. I see my father strolling out under the ochre sandstone arch. I see my mother with a few light books at her hip, standing in the pillar made of tiny bricks, the wrought iron gate still open behind her its sword tips aglow in the May air. They are about to graduate. They are about to get married. They are kids. They are dumb. All they know is they are innocent. They would never hurt anybody. I want to go up to them and say, stop, don't do it. She's the wrong woman. He's the wrong man. You are going to do things you cannot imagine you would ever do. You are going to do bad things to children. You are going to suffer in ways you have not heard of. You are going to want to die. 
I want to go up to them in the late May sunlight and say it, her hungry, pretty face turning to me, her pitiful, beautiful, untouched body, his arrogant, handsome face turning to me. But I don't do it. I want to live. I say, do what you are going to do, and I will tell about it. Not what if, but what now? What was done cannot be undone. But, says the poet, I will tell about it. We will tell about it and our lives will be defined not by what happened to us, but by what we did with what happened to us. Here's a reflection by my colleague George Tiger, written in his book War Zone Faith and Army Chaplain's Reflections from Afghanistan. We are on a dismounted patrol to the top of some ancient ruins. A short walk, but the ground is loose and steep. Rocks and dirt slide down. The only way to make it up a steep hill with, while laden with gear is to look ahead and watch where you put your feet. The same holds true when moving toward any goal in life. There's a balance of possibilities and limits. The possibilities, reaching the top or just getting through the deployment and getting home. The limits, an uncertain course, unstable footing, the dangers of this place, waning physical and emotional stamina. We have hopes, dreams, goals we seek to make real in our lives. We struggle with fear, loneliness, hardship. We must navigate the obstacles while keeping our sights on all that is possible. We crest the hill and stand atop thousand-year-old ruins. We look out across the city. Children play as well-armed soldiers stroll the streets. In the distance, the earth curves and the horizon falls away. So much possibility. So many limits. Where will we be six months from now? Will we reach our homes safely? Whatever the answers to these questions may be for us, there is only one sure way forward, to look ahead, but watch where we put our feet. Not what if, but what now. Just one more thing then, let's stick together. Ram Dass's teacher Maharaji said, love everyone, serve everyone, all is one. If there's anything that's going to get us through what's now, it's living on purpose, with purpose, living in love with each other and with the world, for the world. This is the call to the mission of the beloved community of memory and hope. What now?
we say, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. What now? We say, we are building this road as we walk on it. Beloved spiritual companions, jaws will not play, and we are all standing on top of ruins. In the face of the full catastrophe, let's tell about it. The question is not what if, but what now? There is a new road to choose. Let's look ahead. Let's stick together. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.